Our lives aren't like they used to be. They're busier. Early morning Zooms, grabbing coffee to make that in-office meeting, getting to your kid's soccer game on time. Life is different, and so is advertising. To reach any audience, you need your message out there in all media, broadcast to streaming, on screens, and right to the ears of your customers. And that's what we do at Odyssey. Let's build a media campaign that targets the customers you know and want to reach more of. Right here in our community. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, welcome back to The Lake Show, News Talk 830-WCCO. It's a race against time in this fast-moving drama where the lines between cops, criminals, love, and loyalty intersect. Two friends, one motivated by the law, the other motivated by money, try to bring down a human trafficking ring while dealing with the death of a lover and revelation of an affair. The bond must survive even when there is no one to trust that is how the movie rolls. The movie is Cricket Lines, which is debuting coming up here this Friday, December the 2nd. It's going to be running at the uh, Woodbury 10 uh, Theater in Woodbury. And joining us here in studio to talk about this movie are the uh, the owners of an independent movie production company called VIP Bad Boys Productions, Cricket Lines, Trey Bell, Malik Peer, and actress Julia Zook. They join us here on The Lake Show. Hey, how y'all doing tonight? Pretty good, pretty good. How you doing, Henry? I'm doing awesome. Julia, how you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for <laughs> <laughs> hey, happy to have y'all here in studio. Uh, I, you know, I, I don't know if I've ever had like uh, some 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 rock star actors and actresses in the studio before, <laughs> but I'm glad to have you guys here. But this is not your first movie. Your first movie actually was called uh, your debut movie was called Same Girl, right? Same Girl, Correct. right? Same Girl. I, I, first off, I applaud you guys on putting in the work of. Uh, putting together movies because that's it's not an easy thing right. and it takes a lot of creativity yes. and in this world today you know when we talk about content and creativity it takes a lot of work so i applaud you guys on doing that but talk to me a little bit about um crooked lines i, I first off the the, the name the name itself is intriguing but uh <laughs> but let, let, let's 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 start malik what, what crooked lines tell me about it <clears throat> man it's just um it's so real it's like the realism of some of the things that that we have been always going through just across the world mm-hmm. it's kind of like this undercurrency of what happens with this type of business very lucrative business uh, human trafficking and uh, we thought that we wanted to take a, a more diverse approach putting something that's strong that's real that's unique but then bringing awareness to something that's so dark and deep. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was definitely a challenge, but um, we kind of trust the process of what we were trying to do and the message we was, we was trying to relay uh, to the audience and things like that and tackle some real tough things and bring that to life. Um, and when you come see the movie, you'll, you'll see that Julia, she really, really does that. You know, mm-hmm. she gives Crooked Line that heartbeat, that realism, that um, we had to envision for. All right, so Trey, t- tell me about how we got to the point of putting together the the script and everything for Crooked Lines, like like because it, it starts with an idea, it starts with the vision, and then you start putting the, the pieces in place. Uh, yes, yeah, so it was a process. Um, the late Ron Johnson sat down with me and Malik, and he had an idea, and um, he know that we come from music. We're from the music business mm-hmm. first, but he saw something in us that he saw on big screen. So he introduced us to script writing. 
Um, and he came up with this idea. And uh, we sat down and we put the pencil to the paper, and then the ideas just started flowing. Mm. Um, and we always tell ourselves that each movie that we do, we want to have a purpose for it. And um, this is how Crooked Lines uh, was born. Um, and luck- luckily, uh, we found Julia. Um, she cast it. She didn't even cast for the the star part. Mm-hmm. The role, right. Um, so she read the script, and she read it so well, we had to give her that lead part. All right, so Julia, tell tell me uh, tell me uh, first off a little bit about yourself because not not just how you got involved with being a part of the movie, but there's there's some some things about this movie specifically that really spoke to you and, and talk about that interaction. Yeah, definitely. So um, it, it was really fun how this all came to be because I had been kind of following uh, Trey and Malik's production company for a little while and wanting to. Um, just get to meet them and work with them because they seemed like such wonderful people. And so um, originally I had found their casting call for crew and I found their website and I looked and they were casting for a role that had three lines in the film. And I was like, great, um, give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> and I um, sent in my materials and Trey gave me a personal call, which is really rare in this industry. Mm-hmm. And we talked for like 15 minutes about the storyline and how much it meant and um, things that it meant in Trey's personal life and uh, things that it meant in mine. Because when I was uh, 14, I was very nearly abducted and I um, had a white van pull up to me and um, a couple of guys in it start getting out and uh, basically trying to get to me. Mm -hmm. And I was just staring them down the entire time with like this look of like, don't mess with me. And I was on the phone and uh, eventually they were kind of like looking at each other and they're like, OK. And they uh, slammed the, the van door and drove off so fast that they nearly tipped the entire van over. Oh. Um, and ever since then, I mean, sex trafficking has always been something I've really cared about, but yep. it, it felt so personal to me at that point. And so I was talking with Trey about that. And he was like, yeah, you have to be in this movie. Like, I'd love to give you the role with three lines. Um, and then on the table read uh their lead actress was unable to be there at the time she was from out of state and they were like hey will, will you just read just you know so that we have someone we can keep the story going and i'm yep. like sure and uh i got a call like a day and a half before we started filming <laughs> and said hey i can't get you out of my head as brooke uh would what are you doing for the next two and a half weeks while we film <laughs> So. That's awesome. Well, you know, it's first off, congratulations. Thank Secondly, that that is that does make you feel a certain way, right? Like like right. when you've went through something where someone um, was trying to to snatch you, somebody was trying to take you, and it is a big deal. Like we hear about, there's so many things that we talk about on a day to day, right? Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's uh, approving. Uh, of THC in the state of Minnesota or, you know, or cannabis or whatever. There, there's so many like different issues, but the human trafficking thing is so worldwide and such um, a topic of conversation that nobody should be escaping it, at least in their mind. What was the name of the movie um, where uh, was it taken? Yes. Taken. Liam, 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 yeah. Neeson, yes. right. That he was. Yeah. He was starting. And it was like, was it like three takens, I think. Yes. 
Yeah, I believe it's about three of those. Yeah, but the, but like this is a big deal, and so to to tackle the issue, I think is very important. But like you mentioned, Trey, like everything that you guys touch or want to do or want to like put out there, you want to have some sort of like angle and kind of make it bring some realism so that people can kind of feel it. For sure, for sure. Um, if you watch something, if you don't leave without learning something, um, without embracing something that maybe touched you, whether it was sad or happy or gave you a little bit of information or knowledge of, on something that you didn't even really think about. You know, a lot of people don't think about even with human trafficking, it's connected to the drug market. Mm-hmm. You know, so we touched um, a little bit on that in Crooked Lines, you know, because it goes hand in hand. Um, so we just want to reach out and produce product that will move people. You know, they can learn from it as well. Instead of just getting entertained, they can learn something at the same time. Trey Bell, Malik Pierre, and uh, Julia Zook joining me here on The Lake Show on News Talk 830 WCCO. Cricket Lines, that's the movie debuting. It's going to run December the 2nd, which is this coming Friday, through Thursday of next week, December the 8th. And it's very important that you support this movie. It's going to be shown uh nine different times at the Woodbury Theater. So 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 tell me a little bit about just first off, you know, you connect with somebody and they say, "Hey man, I like the product. I want to get it on my screens." And now we're going to show the world what you guys are are kind of, you know, strumming up. So so tell me a little bit about that connection there. Well, uh I'll touch a little bit on it. Some of this is serendipity. It's just, you know, magic is happening because, you know, we believe when you do good work, you should prosper. Uh, and I think the goal and the vision that we have ahead of us, people are able to feel that energy, that adrenaline, and they feed off of it, and they take the time. Because remember, we got to trust the process. Mm-hmm. We got to be engaged. You know, we got to be patient. And then we have the trust. And so people, they, they feel that way about us. And I let uh, Mr. Trey speak on the uh, Mr. Nathan of uh, Woodbury 10 and how that kind of, those ingredients how we cooking them. <laughs> yes, um, well, it, it all started out just a conversation about having a screening party at his theater. Mm-hmm. Um, after um, him receiving the movie and viewing it, he, he was like, man, I want to show this. I think uh, viewers in the world need to see this movie. So he really got engaged right out of the gate with it. And... Um, he gave us an offer to, you know, have it run at his place um, for a week. Um, so that's pretty much how it landed. You know, it's 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 crazy how you don't really know where something's going to go when you. And that's a great opportunity. It. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a great opportunity. Um, and the crazy thing about it is that you know he started airing the trailer right before the movie Black Panther, and he was really excited. He gave us an email saying that that has never happened. Um, to him before, which someone called in and wants a private show. show. Mm, mm-hmm. You know, they want to rent out the theater and watch it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's a party, but he has never had anything like that happen before. So we just want to look at it as a blessing. Um, all the hard work that we put in it, we can kind of see it now. We can see the light. Yeah. Good people roll with good people. So I, I do want to mention this. So um, it, it's funny because. There's somebody also here in studio. 
that I knew him way back when he was this big shot television guy for Midwest Sports Channel, and I'm seeing him everywhere doing the hockey, and he's doing the bat. Ron Johnson, right? Like, like, because there's multiple Ron Johnsons in the market. I'm not as old as Midwest Sports Channel. Maybe, the predecessor, yeah, after FSN. It was FSN. Oh, FSN, FSN. F- oh, so I'm going. I'm like, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm putting some extra years on you now. Yeah. Now I'm putting some extra years on, on Ron. But, but see, Ron, I've known Ron. For for years and just reconnected with him just recently. But Ron, your connection to um, Trey and Malik is because of your father, correct? Yeah, Trey had mentioned Ron Johnson, the late Ron Johnson. That's my father. Mm-hmm. Uh, good friends of these guys. And now everybody's going to be hitting up the text line like, I remember his voice. I remember that Ron yeah, Johnson. And I did not play for the Gophers. That's totally different person. The wide receiver, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, my dad was good, friend, was good friends with uh, Trey and Malik. Um, and he was into movies for the last several years. And my dad was into a bunch of, a bunch of stuff, but movies was one of the things he got into. Um, he had passed, he passed away in January. Um, and Trey and Malik asked me if I would play the part that my dad wrote in the movie. And I said, and they, they rewrote it for him, for me. Um, I ended up playing that role mm-hmm. and now I'm a part of it. Yeah. Um, and my condolences. Yeah. yeah. I appreciate that. Yep. Yep. Um, my dad died on a Thursday. Trey was at his bedside Tuesday. Malik was at on his bedside. On, I believe it was Monday. Mm-hmm. So I'll do whatever these guys need me to do. Yeah. Um, I didn't know I was going to talk about this, but um, yeah. So that that's how I got involved. Yeah. Is their their friendship with my father? I want to honor him and. These guys for being there. Yeah. yeah. No, that's awesome, man. Because look, look, look. We, we all. I mean, we we all. This is life. Right. Like and and when you, whenever you connect with people and, you know, and you see something genuine in them and you see something good to me, it's all about elevation. You know, when when, when if, if people want to come on the show and talk about a project that they got going on and I think they're cool people, or whatever, let's do it. John was in here earlier from Be the Change and talking about the event that they're doing where they're helping literally an entire school. They're going to make sure, make sure every single kid in that school not only gets a great meal, gets um, a mentor you know, from all the different young people. Everybody's walking out with a bike. That's awesome. For Christmas. Like, right. seriously, who, like, who puts together stuff like that? So to me, it's all about connecting good people and doing good things. And, man, I can't wait to see the movie. Yeah. I got to check it out. Yeah, yeah before um, we want to give shots out to um, the crew that made Crooked Lines possible. You know, everybody that had a camera that had a light in their hand. Um, Spencer Glover. Yes. Clover. Clover. I'm sorry, Spence. Um, all the actors that came and, you know, took the time out of their busy lives. You know, some people took off work um, to be a part of this project. Um, we definitely want to show love to them. We want to show love to Chantel Sings at Camo J. Um, she did a cameo and did a wonderful job. Uh, we want to say what's up to Rico Navotion. Um He's from Camo J as well, but, he, you know. My girl, the, Nika. Yeah, Nika. <laughs> oh, Nika. Yeah. Um, so you got some local celebrities, um, you know, with those guys. And um, once again, um, to Julia. Hands down. Hands down. Hands, Hands down. down. When you guys see this movie, you are going to feel it. You guys are going to feel it. I promise. Yeah. Thank you guys for trusting trusting me with the part that I got to play. 
That's awesome. 100. That is awesome. All right, so make sure you guys support the movie. First off, we always going to support the hometown. We always going to support the local. Uh, Cricket Lines, that's the name of the movie. It starts this Friday, December the 2nd. It runs through next Thursday, December the 8th. Uh, for more information, go to WoodburyTheater.com. That's where it's playing uh, at that theater. And uh, you know what? This is what we need to do for me. From our Twitter account, let's retweet their trailer. Because um, I know that I retweeted y'all's tweet earlier, and I follow y'all now on on even though I'm getting some flack from Ron Johnson. <laughs> Ron Johnson. I'm, I'm, man, let me let me text Ron Johnson, the receiver, until I'm getting some flack from Ron Johnson, the, the, the television guy. But, man, hey, continue success to you guys, man. This is awesome. Well, we, we really appreciate it. This is just the beginning it. for you guys. Hey, we yeah. really appreciate it. We really do. Absolutely. All right, y'all. Y'all check out Cricket Lines uh, coming up, debuting this Friday, December the 2nd. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll get to a scoreboard. That's next year on The Lake Show. All right, it's time to get into a quick scoreboard because, well, we ran over that last segment talking about Cricket Lions. Thanks again to Trey, Malik, and Julia. I'm going to effort to get out there and check out the movie this coming weekend, man. Got to do it. Got to support the hometown, man. Oh, absolutely. And I got to say, like, man, like the first 90 minutes, it's just, it's been a blast. It has been an absolute blast from Be the Change to, you know, the, the cast of, you know, Crooked Lines. It's just, man, the, the last 90 minutes has been probably some of my most Well, this has been the first in-studio guest that we've had. I know. It's just a different energy. when you've got And you've got good people. That's the thing. Like, you can tell by looking at them and the way that they carry themselves. Like, you got good people. And it just it makes it so enjoyable. Uh, let's get to a quick score award here. For those of you that like the European football, the uh, U.S. men's national team... Defeated Iran or Iran one to nothing today. So uh, that's it. Go. Oh, I thought I thought you were going to have one of those really elongated gold calls. But yeah, one nothing. So they now move on to the. Uh, How do you pronounce the last name? Is it Pusilich? Christian? Sure. I'd say go with that. I don't know. Well, he's the kid that that he got injured on that on the after scoring the goal. Yeah, it sounds like he said he's going to be ready for the Netherlands. So we'll uh, we'll see. But he's the rising young star for American soccer. Mm-hmm. He is. Yeah, and and I got we advance, baby. I, I know. Sur- and this is the thing: surviving advance. Did you watch it? No, I did so, not. So I, I was watch watching it live okay. the, the second half. I didn't watch the first half. Okay. So I missed the goal in real time, but then I saw it later. The it was nerve-wracking, bro. Like, there was nine minutes mm-hmm. of stoppage time, like extra time. Yeah. It was nerve-wracking because there were a couple moments where I was like, okay, they're about to score a goal. They're about mm. to score a goal. And it was, yeah, you're on pins and needles. I, I actually got emotional a couple times. Did you really? Oh, well, emotional as in like, oh, no, 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 no. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, on, on yeah, pins and Yeah, no, I didn't, I didn't watch it. And, I mean, I'm a, I'm a bandwagon soccer fan when it comes to things like that. I, I, I don't well, I'm know. not going to say I'm a diehard. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> but I'm, I wasn't even watching the World Cup. I, f- I feel that makes me a bad patriot or something. I don't know. No, no, no. No? No. Okay. Hey, let's, uh, let's get to some NHL here, Lake, because we got quite a few games on tap. Not the Minnesota Wild tonight, but uh, we do have a lot of things going on. Bruins up on the Lightning, one to nothing. Three and a half minutes left to go in the second period. Sharks shutting out Montreal, one to nothing. About three and a half left to go in the second period there as well. Uh, Hurricanes, Penguins tied at one. Four minutes left to go in the second. First intermission in Philadelphia. The Flyers over the Islanders, two to one. 
Scoreless between the Predators and the Ducks. Five minutes left to go in the first period there. Halfway through the first in Winnipeg, the Jets and Avs are scoreless. Later on tonight, the Panthers in Calgary, the Capitals in Vancouver, and the Seattle Kraken and the LA Kings. And how about the Seattle Kraken this year? 13-5-3. A really nice year for the second-year team out of Seattle. And the Wild don't play again until Thursday, right? I th- yeah, I, I don't think they do. They play. They play the. They play Edmonton, I believe. Uh, yes, they are hosting Edmonton. Yep. Uh, yep. Seven o'clock on Thursday. Got it. The Timberwolves not in action tonight. Uh, Going to be very interesting to see what they look like tomorrow against a. An extremely tough Memphis team. Uh, so that's going to be interesting. A rival. I, I know. And, I mean, maybe slow-mo can go off for, you know, maybe like a 30-30, you know, double-double tomorrow night. Revenge game. Uh, the Knicks, no problems with the Pistons right now. 90-65, to 25-point lead for the Knickerbockers. Julius Randle, 32 points in that game for New York. Uh, five minutes left to go in the third quarter there. Warriors and the Mavs tied at 54. Curry with 16. Luka with 18 points, 8 boards uh, just before the half there. And later on tonight, it is the Clippers and the Portland Trailblazers. So that's what we got for a scoreboard tonight. That'll do it. All right, let's uh, let's take a break. We'll take a look at the local weather with meteorologist Paul Douglas. Then after that, we'll do around the NFL. That's next year on the Lake Show. Caroline, I love Outcast. I remember being in school in Atlanta. Outcast was just coming up on the scene. Caroline. All right, thanks for listening to The Lake Show. With no further ado, it's time for us to dive into Around the NFL. All right, H. Lake. Well, your Minnesota Vikings are playing pretty good football, as kids would say. Pretty, pretty good. Okay, but here's my question. You get boat raced by Dallas, but then you come back on Thanksgiving and you beat a pretty good New England team. At least people are saying they're good. Which Vikings team is closer to who they really are? Is that the team that got rolled to Dallas? The team that beat New England. Okay. All right. That's what I'm wondering. It's because, first off, I don't think that that New England's as good as what we saw. Mm -hmm. I think that we made them look a little bit better. Offensively, you mean? Yes. Okay. But on the other hand, Dallas is not as good as what, like, Dallas is good. Mm -hmm. They're not that good. Like, if we ran the game back, they're not beating us 40-3. to Okay. I kind of look at that game. You play it 10 times. We blow out Dallas once. They blow us out once. And then eight games, going to be a lot more tightly contested. So, All right, so it's kind of weird to think that the Vikings did a win over the Jets and a loss by Detroit. Not Green Bay, a loss by the Lions to win the NFC North on Sunday. My question to you is, will it happen? Will we be talking about the NFC North champion Minnesota Vikings on Monday? Well, who does Detroit play? Jacksonville. Play. Jacksonville. And Jacksonville beat Baltimore last minute. 300-plus for the plan? Uh Does it matter? Yeah, it does matter. Okay. I don't know. Let me, let me check. It is, uh, they are playing in the Motor City, so at Ford Field. Yeah, I'm probably going to give Detroit the slight edge there. Uh, Jacksonville's gotten a lot better, and we know why. 
because they got a coach now. Mm-hmm. They didn't have a coach last year. Urban Meyer was concerned about being in bars getting <laughs> lap dances. You know? Well, I mean, you know, I mean, when you, when you, no, never mind. But, and do what you do. Yeah. But he, but you're not going to win a lot of games when that's your focus. But my point is, is that I think it does matter where they play this game at because Jacksonville is a much different team at home. Like they pull off upsets at home mm-hmm. in Detroit. I'm going to slightly roll with Detroit. That tough home field advantage for the Motor City Kitties. Ooh. I'll take Jacksonville just because I want it to happen. Okay. Okay, top teams in the NFC. Now, these aren't in particular order, but I just want you to tell me, do I have these teams? Philadelphia, Dallas, San Francisco, and the Vikings. Yes. Okay. Those are the top teams. There's no doubt in my mind. Those are, there's no question. Those mm-hmm. are the top teams. I would agree with that assessment. Good assessment by you. Best of... You know, it's funny. A couple weeks ago, everybody was like, oh, Green Bay's back. No, they're not. No, they're not. They're no. done. Yeah. They're cooked. They're washed. So uh, that kind of leads me into the next one. Are we seeing the end of Aaron Rodgers? He had a broken thumb, apparently some rib you know, rib issue. Didn't play good. Jordan Love came in, looked pretty good in relief. And I know maybe, I mean, the game wasn't completely. It was a 10-point game at that point. But through a touchdown, Christian Watson, is is this the end of A-Rodg? No, of course not. Okay. Like, are we seeing the end of Aaron Rodgers? It depends. It depends on what you're defining as end. Is the end of Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay? Is it the end of him just in terms of the NFL? Is it the end of him being elite? Let's say it, the end. The end of him being elite. No, oh. I think he's still got some 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 good years left. Okay, elite years left. Okay, like two. So what do you chalk this year up to then? I, this is kind of a just an added. Is it just like not having receivers? He knows. I mean, he's got Randall Cobb. He's got. Well, he needs better receivers. And the Watson kid has finally now got his yeah, confidence. Yeah. After dropping that initial pass, Woo. his confidence was shot. Yeah. His confidence was shot. All the questions, all of the the media. Yeah. It just mm-hmm. now now. I mean, they get him another receiver to add to Watson. And Randall Cobb is 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 going to fall off too, because he's getting up there in age. Yeah, but I think that you you give him one more weapon, he'll be right back. And Christian Watson too, he's been battling that hamstring all year. He just he hasn't been healthy, and yeah, it does seem like that very first incomplete pass where Aaron Rodgers overthrew him, that Patrick Peterson fell down. It seemed like that did really kind of set the tone there. Okay, so at three and nine. Justin Fields at the end of a uh, game a couple weeks ago hurt his non-throwing shoulder. He sat last week. Uh, I don't even know who played quarterback, like Trevor Simeon or, I don't know, Jim McMahon. I, I don't even know who played. But I think the, Simeon played. Did he? Yeah. Okay. Because it was Simeon because it, the other person that was going to play was going to be Nathan Peterman. Oh, Nathan Peterman, yes. It would have been better off with Jay Peterman from Seinfeld, frankly. Uh, at 3-9, and nine, should the Bears shut down Justin Fields for the year? Um, I mean, Darnell Mooney's out for the year with a, a foot injury. Mm. I mean, you, you got, what are you playing for? It's a lost season. He's already hurt. Do you just say, hey, we're going we're gonna to shut you down, make sure you're healthy? Um, if he can play, I wouldn't shut him down yet. Okay. Because I think that all the experience, all of the seasoning, all of the, that helps him, man. It really helps him. But once you get into the final couple of weeks and they're just – then I would say, yeah, we're, we're going to go ahead and, and shut it. And I know some people will be like, well, Lake, hold on. What's it mean? What's, does it make any sense for him to, to 
gut through an injury right now and play if you're going to shut him down for the last couple of weeks. All I'm saying is, is that the experience and the reps helps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but if, even, if he can play, I was going to say but, even but, if but, he's but, not but, healthy. No, but not not if he's not healthy. No, if he's not healthy, don't play him just because. No. Yeah. I I mean, to me, it's like you've got some things you can build off if you if you're Chicago. Do not put your franchise quarterback in jeopardy. I can see that. Yeah. Especially because the schedule for them is going to become brutal over the next three to four weeks. And, I mean, if you don't have a healthy Justin Fields, you don't have your number one wide receiver, I just feel like you're asking for trouble. All right, speaking of trouble, Deshaun Watson back this week, going to take on the Texans. But my question to you, H. Lake, is at four and seven, and we've talked about the parody this year. Does this push the Browns to the edge of playoff contention? Can Deshaun Watson elevate Amari Cooper? Can he elevate Donovan Peoples-Jones? Yeah, you got Miles Garrett on that defense. You got Nick Chubb. Can, can Deshaun Watson be that guy to get them in the fringe of playoff talk? No. Okay. <laughs> okay. They're four and seven. What four and seven teams making the in, making the postseason in the AFC? None of them. The Chiefs, the Chargers, the 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 Bengals, the Ravens. Every team in the AFC East—they're all better than the Browns. So no. Even the Patriots. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're six and five. Mm. No, it's not happening. Okay. All right. There it is. Ironic, by the way, that he's going to come back and take on the Texans. I mean, the, the NFL just did a oh, wonderful job of the storyline. It's completely, I mean, it's just, just coincidental, right? Mm-hmm. It's got to be. All right. That's going to wrap up around the NFL. We got headlines. That's next year on the Lake Show. All right. It's time for headlines here on the Lake Show. So, Christopher Tubbs, let's not waste any time whatsoever. Let's dive in. All right. Let's get to it, H. Lake. Tomorrow's strike authorization vote by Twin Cities nurses will include more participants from northern Minnesota. Nurses from St. Luke's Lakeview Hospital in Two Harbors and Essential Hospital in Moose Lake make it 15 facilities and more than 15,000 union members will take part in the vote. Union leaders uh, say the nurses have been without a contract since late September. Now, they went on a three-day strike that month, but the action didn't result in a resumption of contract talks. Executives with the hospital say they want a fair and equitable contract with the union and have suggested bringing in a mediator. Union leaders rejected that idea. Hospital administrators say they can't afford the union's demands of pay raises. That would be as high as 30%. But nurses insist the biggest issue in the impasse is workplace staffing. This is going to be a difficult one. I'm not because, you know, when people talk about getting more money or deserving more money, there's nobody out there. I think that's going to disagree with the fact that nurses should be getting paid more. Okay, at least in my man, this pandemic that we've all been living through and just the the stress and the toll on the people in the profession, without a doubt, they have gone above and beyond. But if the workforce isn't there. Right? Yeah. If the workforce isn't there and we're getting lag time and stuff like that, I, I, I guess one can make the case if there's less people, if there, if there have been people that have left the nursing industry, why not give the people that hung around? 
Why, why, why are they, why, why, why not give them more? Yeah. And, and I mean, you know, when you negotiate, you start with that 30. Yeah. Maybe there, there's got to be some, some sort middle of middle ground. There's got to be some middle ground, right? I mean, because healthcare workers have gotten the brunt end of a lot of stuff during this whole pandemic and, and they have been unfairly and unjustly criticized and, and harassed. And I feel like, there's got to be some goodwill towards them. That, that's just me. I feel like there's got to be a good faith gesture somewhere along the line. And yeah. I'm, I'm hoping that they get what they rightly deserve, in my opinion. Hey, a Walmart employee who survived last week's mass shooting at a store in Virginia has filed a $50 million lawsuit against the company for allegedly continuing to employ the shooter, a store supervisor who, quote, have, who had known propensities for violence, threats, and strange behavior. Now, the lawsuit, which appears to be the first to stem from the shooting, was filed today in Chesapeake Circuit Court, uh, which is headquartered, uh, Walmart, which is headquartered in Bentonville, Arkansas, did not immediately respond to a written request seeking comment on the litigation. Uh, it alleges that the uh, plaintiff has experienced post-traumatic stress disorder, including physical and emotional distress from witnessing firsthand the rampage in the store's break room on November 22nd. When people say that a coworker is being abusive, that a coworker is struggling, that a coworker is not in a good place, mm-hmm. then you need to be listening to those legitimate complaints. Gosh, man. Yeah, I mean. It sounds like this individual had a personal vendetta against employees. He kept a kill list of potential targets prior to the shooting. Uh, you know, he had inappropriately commented on her age. And it's just it just sounds like this individual, there were a lot of warning signals. Yes. That Walmart just either did not or just wasn't really interested in picking up. But it's it's startling when you hear these details. A lot of these companies don't necessarily heed the warnings and the signals. Man, Talking please listen. Not, not a big deal. Yeah, please listen to your employees. All right, coming up next, I have questions about the Minnesota Vikings. I also have questions about the Golden Gopher football program. Jim Rich from Fox 9, he joins us next.